What is up, Smoking Okies? I am Evan. This is my good buddy, Blake. And we are two buddies covering medical cannabis in and around Oklahoma. Yeah, this week, week, (laughs) we were talking with our good friend, Uncle Dig, um, those of you might uh, have li- who have listened to the Bagseed Chronicles, which is his cannabis-based podcast in Oregon. Uh, if you checked out his episode, I think it was last week or the week before, two weeks ago, we were on there. And this week, we had the pleasure of having him on our show just to talk a little bit of cannabis and nearly derail the whole conversation with our military ship because Uncle Dig <laughs> is also a veteran. <laughs> Which was cool. We didn't even plan it, but this is our July 4th episode. We are recording on July 4th. So happy birthday, America. And uh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Look for that coming up. But, uh, you know, as always, let's get down to what we're smoking on. So, Evan, what are you smoking? Uh, I'm pretty basic bitch today, man. I've got a little bit of that jacked up chocolate bar on me I saved for the show today, just kicking in a nice. And I've got a, uh, romulan breeze cart from sunday that i'm still working on oh i have a sunday cart as well i don't remember what it is and i lost the packaging but (laughs) uh the jacked up up. the jacked up and the uh the the cart did i miss something man i'm high already okay now you're you're the the one with the big plans (laughs) that we're going to in a minute i had to go pretty basic today because i fucked around and didn't go to the dispenser yesterday and we're recording early today and it's the fourth so i had to make do with what i had at home yeah yeah so no flour today no i I, I do i do of course have my big jars of flour i'm gonna bring some up later oh yeah just the cake yeah yeah you got some driving to do because you're over there in lawton yeah so can't get too hard because we are recording on this wonderful morning i'll probably do an instagram live after this go out and have a j uh-huh. with uh with the the smoking okies out there right on you know but for now i'm smoking on this uh what's it called lemon jeffrey by prime meds and uh this is a sativa dominant strain which is weird because usually i'm an indica man yeah, you mentioned that um, when you were talking about it earlier, just kind of bullshitting about the weed. Uh, a lot of those lemon lime or lemon lime lemon strains, I believe, are sativa dominant thanks to the presence of limine. If Dr. Blake Jones is to be believed, yeah. Well, this one is uh, the, the top terpenes they put on here was uh, the one I can never pronounce: caryophylline, caryophylline, caryophylline. Um, it says caryophylline, and then uh, terpenaline. Okay. Which I don't think we covered that one yet. No, terpenaline's a new one. I, I can't say I'm even familiar with it at all. I'm coming yeah, in. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a new terp I should be watching out for because usually, uh, like, you know, as everyone, you listeners know, I'm an Indica boy. I mean, granddaddy okay. purpose, the top of my good shit list. But this stuff, this stuff has wowed me. It has wowed me. It looks great. It's, it's very vibrant green, and but also... Like it has a lot of and very vibrant, like uh, orange hairs that are almost red, like a reddish brown. So, like, there's a lot of contrast there. So, it, it looks really pretty. How's it? Uh, how's it taste? Does that the lemon taste to it? Oh, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me find out. Yeah, it's a little science here on the podcast. I'll hit my card at the same time just so we can have some dead air. I'm not getting a whole lot of lemon. It's citrusy. Mm um on the exhale you get the lemon a little bit otherwise uh i don't know it kind of dries my mouth out really 
but um it gives you a good head high man like i've i've been smoking on this all morning truth be told <laughs> i've been uh, i've been awake since about seven so <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't know man like this paired with an edible is really good because fourth of july i've got four methods of consumption today yes i've got i've got the sunday vape cart which i'm gonna hit right now good shit oh i can hear it too oh we're getting real audio magic here and then i've got the flower which i just smoked but i'll take another hit <laughs> he's actually gonna do all four god damn it this is funny as fuck <laughs> They're just gonna have to trust me on the third or the fourth one because the edible is not really good audio, and I hate yeah. hearing people eat. Nobody so wants not, to listen to you, Jew. No, I'm not gonna do that. But uh, so I'm gonna have, have to ask you to take it away it's, for a second because uh, about to do a dab. That is no problem, Blake. While you're dabbing, I will bring up our website, smokingokiespod.com, where you can find a link to our Discord. You can find a link to all the different platforms we are on and all the other stuff that you come to us for, like weed jokes and penis jokes. That's there at smokingokiespod.com. And you can also go to reddit.com slash r slash smokingokies if you want to get real deep in that shit, baby. And I'm still over here setting up a dab because I'm oh, slow. Shit. Yeah. Shit, man, I, I fucking, I shot my wad already. Yeah. Well, you better fucking fluff it back up, boy. Let me get my refractory period over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, I can talk while I'm doing this because I got to heat it up and everything still. Which one? Oh, I can take this as a moment to talk about the, the silicon carb cap. Yes, please. I've always I've always passed over the silicon carb, cap, carb caps because uh, they just don't look very cool. Right. Yeah. And uh, the silicon based utensils i've had in the past for smoking uh i didn't like i don't like them i like glass and uh but i've got this auto spinner and no other glass carb cap has been able to make a seal make right good, like seal where that's, yeah. how the, that's how the vapor generates right because if air comes in it fucks with it yeah the way the auto spinner is i put a couple of uh turp pearls in there and the, they've got little uh, angled holes cut into the sides so you mm -hmm. want a full seal on your banger and uh, that gets air going through in a vortex, spins your uh, balls around. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> right as I oh. fucking blew my head, oh, god damn it! Oh, I'm an adult. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, all the other glass stuff never really formed a seal until after you t do a dab or two, and you get a little bit of that uh, residue on there, and then it would get a little gummy. And that, the... So anyway, I spent six bucks, bought this cheap ass. Uh, silicon carb cap and boy man if you have an auto spinner to an auto spinner banger totally try this shit out man it forms that seal those fuckers just spin around i've been getting tasty ass dabs i haven't been wasting any fucking material it's been great man that's interesting too because my 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 take on silicone has kind of been the same thing I, i've not even seen silicon dab accessories that i can think of but like smoking out of silicon bongs and stuff it always just seems to be like the bongs are cheaper which doesn't necessarily mean they're worse of course and they they just don't seem to work real well for me the times i've smoked flour out of silicon so that's interesting but this is just a cap you said which yeah you know just, i guess like oh good i'm off screen here or off mic here uh hitting this dab go ahead i don't it's even remember what too, i was because gonna say is it is the 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 moldy bendy shape of the silicone if i'm understanding what you're describing correctly is what allows it to make a better seal right oh yeah oh yeah 
It sure Warner is. Warner Blake smoking weed. <laughs> it sure is. It, it, yeah, you get that perfect ass seal because <clears throat> I couldn't find any that didn't have a hole in it, you know, because usually you want a little bit of airflow through your carb cap. <clears throat> but with this, I just put my finger over the hole. Perfect seal every time. <clears throat> Hold on, I got to finish this. So this is like another addition to our fucking list of recommended tools. Like this is one, you know, you need a carb cap, obviously, if you're dabbing, but like a, a nuanced take. <coughs> oh, there's a big hit. That, uh, that dab is a little bigger than I intended. <laughs> I, dabs are weird to me because like they don't tickle the way flour does. But usually if I'm going to die coughing, a dab's going to do it. And I'm not sure if I'm burning my lungs or what, but <coughs> I'm probably doing something wrong. I have no idea. I have no idea what makes you cough because I, I cough a lot off of dabs and not so much off flour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what does it, but mm. I did want to give a shout out to who made this dab. Yes, this is a critical purple Kush live resin by Nice Tree. Okay. <sighs> I'm and it hits. Oh, it hits. <laughs> mm. I mean, come on, man. You've seen me, uh, you've seen me at those dab tables do like oh, yeah. big ass dabs, right? Mm. <clears throat> this yeah, is gonna be just as well. That's awesome. And that and that definitely wasn't like a half gram dab or anything. <coughs> I need to I need to practice at dabbing just for the next time I end up at a goddamn dab tent. You remind I've had like a traumatic memory now. Oh, usually I walk away from this like coughing for like 10 minutes and then. And then walk around on a cloud. <laughs> now you're in a large group of people and it's hot and you're very high. <coughs> and then usually there's a food truck and I want to go there. Mm. Man, I can almost <laughs> breathe. Let me get some water. <laughs> yeah. Just about back to breathing status. Oh, well, you're taking a sip. <sighs> was that? No, I'm sorry. That was the time we went to the, the seed swap. That was the that was not the Mexican food truck. That was the Louisiana food truck. But that shit was good. I don't think I had any of that. Wait. No, with, I, didn't with, I don't think I had any of that one. It was like, I, I don't know if it was jambalaya. <laughs> it was one of those that they make where they mix up the rice and the shrimp and shit. And it was excellent. It was spicy, but I liked it. Yeah, I think I was I was ketoing at the time. They didn't really have any keto stuff. Well, the, oh. the dudes who run their food trucks to the weed events, you're right. They're, they got a smart business model. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I had a food truck, that's where I'd want to be. Like and anytime, then, and then like once bars and stuff are open, you know, pop outside of that, pop up outside of one of those. Ooh. I can't think of too many better experiences in like the entire state of Oklahoma that I've seen uh, better than getting really stoned and eating fucking food truck carnitas. Oh man, that one in Dell City. Yeah, jeez, oh, yeah, they got like a crispy carnitas that's still juicy. Yeah, that shit's mm. amazing. God I wish I knew damn. that place's name. I'd shout them out for our OKC listeners to check out because it rules. Well, last time we were there, I pointed out how they had like, you know, four different names on the uh, <laughs> on the truck. I didn't know what to call them, but it's a taco truck that sits outside or out in the parking lot of Roundup Pizza in R.I.P. Uh, Dell City. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that place. I wish they would. <laughs> it's like now their ghost has moved on to make a bomb ass taco truck yeah yeah but i i much prefer the pizza 
Fair. I'm more of a pizza guy. But ah, damn, I love tacos too. They've got a good torta there. I, I, I feel like torta. a dick saying the torta. I don't know if I'm supposed to try to say it right or just say it like a white guy. I don't know. <laughs> it, I, it looked good though. Whatever, however you say it, when I saw you eating it, oh, it's fucking delicious. Anytime I go there, I'm always thinking I'm going to get something new, but then that fucking carnitas platter stares me in the face and it's like, <laughs> well, once again. Oh, man. Well, I got carnitas on my torta. So, Smart. man, mm, it was great. It was great. I highly recommend it. So anyone in Dell City, check that shit out. There's a bunch it's- of dispensaries in Dell City, so I know that some of you are going to be near it. Yeah, if you're going over to Emerald Elite at 3 in the morning to buy a Zen Gummy, I guess the truck won't be open at 3 in the morning, yeah, but it's probably. over by Emerald Elite. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> if it is open though treat yourself it's cheap as fuck and it's so good it's so good we've been talking about it for like 10 minutes on here i know right i wish i had a name for it but whatever there are four of them i thought my cat was gonna fucking knock my computer shit over but he ran oh no i'm still here uh i'm just i was checking messages ah. like an asshole yeah, they popped right. up, they popped up on my phone and it, it's actually uncle dig that was popping in that's why i was seeing if uh I don't know. It was just talking about uh, editing, so we'll probably just cut this out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know uh, listen to our fucking weed podcast to get podcast editing tips. <laughs> <laughs> don't start your own weed podcast, though. There are, there are fucking already like two of us here in Oklahoma, at least, and I think we got the market pretty well covered. So, you know, don't take our tips and use them against us. Yeah. Yeah, damn it. But what you should do is share our show with your friends. Yes. If they're cool, you know. Yeah, don't 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 go giving giving our shot to your square friends. <laughs> Actually, maybe <laughs> do. Maybe uh maybe what if we're the ones that can convert them? Oh, maybe. Like, well, this uh you know, I don't know. I've uh, I've always been a big against this stuff, but uh these guys are kind of funny. I'll try it out. Yeah, give it a shot. I mean, that's that's basically my model, you know, following your model coming out here and then smoking weed to get off stuff has gotten a bunch of people who wouldn't have tried it otherwise to try it. Uh, that so. is that is true. Uh, more people are coming around and, you know, like part of what we do here is we try to normalize that shit. Turns out that cannabis stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It helps in a lot of ways. And it's fun. Wow. <laughs> One thing it can also do, especially for the poor fucking uh, bud tenders is the word I'm looking for, is it can direct some shitty customers their way. Oh, yeah, because it is a business and business means retail workers. And that's why we have the segment off the rip, which is here to slap back for those dispensary employees who can't do it themselves because they don't want to lose their jobs. Yeah, the segment is fuck you, shithead. Uh that's what we assume you wanted to say. And I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, name. Yeah. So I got to find it now because it doesn't light up anymore because I clicked on it once already. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm blasted right now, man. Let's see. Oh, I found it. Excellent. I'm looking forward to your blasted read of this. This one's a good one. Do you know what dispensary this is too? Um, it was in Shawnee. I was looking up weed maps ones. I don't know off the top of my head. No, maybe we can edit it in. Oh, I, I mean, we could or, well, they didn't really respond. So who cares? Right. Yeah. So anyway, Trey 79. This is a one-star review a year ago. So, oh man, a year ago. So this would have been like height of the pandemic, right? Yep. Yep. 
All right. So you said it's in Shawnee. It's good that we brought that up because uh, now we know that his drive from Norman is a big deal. Right. That's okay. like an hour and a half. So one star review, Trey 79 requires driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> Drove from Norman to look at some flour to get told that even though it ain't law, they require ID. I provided two forms of state ID, but was told no, unless they had my driver's license. That is too bad. Wrong form of two. Me and the person with me was about to buy ounces. I was really looking at that night nurse, but I will never know now. I will be informing all my friends who are also people who don't allow ID scans. See, I stopped there because I, what do you, mm, okay. (laughs) This choice possibly costs you up to $80,000 a year. God damn. Wow. This is a big spender. But the lobby was very clean and nice looking. And the person that turned me away was very polite. So if you don't mind them taking your ID and scanning it, this might be your store. Good luck. And sorry, I couldn't give you my business. Man. I should have read this review a little deeper now, because now at the end of that, I'm like, well, at least they were nice about it. But then I go back to thinking, who's giving a dispensary $80,000 a year out of your friends, sir? (laughs) Yeah. Who also live in some little, uh, like some fucking, I don't know, circle of people that cannot show their ID to people. They don't fuck with that. The driver's license. No, they've got all the other forms of ID, but they say, fuck no, you can't see my driver's license. I've got a birth certificate, a social security (laughs) card, a fucking passport. (laughs) We we, we just need, we we need the one with the picture on it. You're you're the one so we can match the picture. (laughs) So if this guy lives in Norman or the OKC area, are his friends in Shawnee? Because there's that too. Are they going to be driving from Norman to spend their 80000 a year at this dispensary? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe they're driving over there in his limo. They're all going to come in at once. Fair. Oh, on his chopper, maybe. Maybe he was just out yeah. driving the fucking Maserati that day. All right. Trey79. Uh, is he a celebrity? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's actually the Weed Maps account of one LeBron James. <laughs> Oh, piss. <laughs> LeBron fucking with his gigantic hand set and typed this at his keyboard. I mean, he, he was- seemed because <laughs> he kind of seems like he would be someone that's kind of social media savvy, right? Because mm-hmm. he left a shitty review, but then at the end, got real polite. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like talking out of both sides of his mouth, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I've got a particular problem with this just because I have personally experienced the fucking I won't show you my driver's license people like I saw a dude almost getting a fist fight about it. I think I brought that up on the podcast before. Uh, I think you and have too, but I barely remember. <laughs> it, the, the, the long and short is the dude was just being a baby about it and was like wanting to throw hands. And I feel like he was getting to the douchebag point where he was going to punch that fiberglass window in the Starbucks, but he got let well, out. Um, well, it was he well, guess, well, guess what the cops are going to want when they call them in. <laughs> it's not like the dispensary dude they'll just hold your ass down and take it from you yeah they're gonna want to see the same one but they're not gonna take no for an answer you know he was a really nice cop he didn't tase me too hard but he was adamant he had to get my id yeah well you know after he was punching some windows (laughs) well trey 79 you seem like a weirdly nice dude but still 
Fuck you, shithead. Yeah. Fuck you, shithead. And fuck you for trying to make us think you're a nice guy at the end of it. So one star for a bullshit reason, yeah. right? But- yeah. I mean, if you were if you were sincere on the last one third of that review, I don't think it'd be a one star, to be honest. This is your personal policy, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Trey. 79, you shithead. Oh, what if you. it's what if it's a sorry to get right back into it after we let out, but what if it's a Trey, the bass player from Green Day? Maybe that's why. What's his name? Trey Cool. What was he born in 1979? I, fuck, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe he's like a rich musician just coming to town trying to get his weed, and he doesn't have an Oklahoma ID, and that's why. But he drove from Norman. Oh, hmm. And he spends wow. eighty thousand a year. All right, I'm gonna vote LeBron James again. Then. <laughs> because he's got a house in Norman, and <laughs> and you know. I, I wouldn't doubt if LeBron has like a house on my block. That dude's rich as fuck. Just yeah. not that I'm rich, but just he has a house everywhere. <laughs> LeBron James is a citizen of every state. <laughs> In the fucking Looney Tunes universe. Dude, did you see? Oh my God. I, have, I, I will. Oh well, man. I haven't seen the new Space Jam. I haven't but, seen it. Nor, nor have I, but I saw a clip of it where a porky pig had, he was dressed up in like a, he had a poofy vest and like sunglasses and he was like rapping. And it was so bad. Oh, man. What's it playing on? Do you know? Like, I might have to watch it. Like, that sounds... I don't know if it's out that yet. Sounds... <laughs> that sounds like, oh, my God. The second wave of the dabs hitting, I think. I think... Oh. But uh, or either that or the flowers kicking in or... Ed... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, July uh, 16th is the release date of Space Jam. A oh, new my legacy. God. Are you telling me I have to wait two more yep. weeks? 12 whole days. Oh, HBO Max. I'll forget about it by then. Yeah, I have HBO Max. So do I have to wait till then or can I watch it now? I think you have to wait till then. But then you can watch it. Son of a bitch. LeBron blue balls to me. And yeah, I know. Fucking leave shitty reviews makes movies we really (laughs) want to see. Yeah, LeBron James. We know who you are, Trey79. We're not saying you're LeBron James, but we're just saying. That we have never seen you two in the same room together. That's true. And uh, I don't know what Trey 79 looks like, but it's very LeBron-y. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron's, <laughs> LeBron's son's name is Bronny. Really? Bronny. Bronny? Yeah. Or his nickname. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, LeBron well, and Bronny. Well, that was a, that was a that's weird kinda, shithead. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> oh man but yeah okay so man oh hey anything happened this week um we forgot that you know this week it's the fourth is the big thing kind of um which is that will happen by the time you hear this but it hasn't happened yet yeah because we time travel remember but right now it's the fourth oh and we're having a party Oh yeah. yeah, making some kebabs, grilling some meat. I got some corn on the cob mm-hmm. to make. Mm. Yeah. You got yeah. some sort of fruit pizza or something? I'm, oh, I'm uh, yeah. pretty, pretty excited to try this pizza. out. Well, yeah, but still, yeah. you know, you're driving it here. Oh yeah, delivery. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, let's see. I got um, a fucking car. That oh, was mine. Yeah. yeah, I got a freaking car. So, uh, so 
you smoking Okies out there, if you see a 2014 gunmetal Elantra, mm. it might be me. So honk three times, like in quick <laughs> succession, like honk, 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 you know? And uh, cause if you just honk once, I'm going to think I did something wrong or something, you know? So that's fucked up. So don't do that. But uh, for those of you who also own a 2014 Elantra, that's gunmetal gray. Sorry. You're getting honked at by two or three people. Like if your horn doesn't work and you want to make sure that the person in the car that you want to honk at is Blake, just look and see if he's getting really angry at the, like the Bluetooth and his stereo. Uh, well, it doesn't <laughs> fucking really have that feature anymore. Okay. I ah, downgrade. Fair. Fair. It's like, yeah. It's like the Kmart version of my old car. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought it would be better than your old car by virtue of being, Oh, of your, of your VW. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used to have a brand new car and I have a seven year old car. <clears throat> well less to worry about anyway yeah did you know those motherfuckers are almost like it's just as much to ensure <laughs> this fucking thing because it doesn't have all the new safety features and shit no no because it does it got the safety feature uh a discount or whatever but i was like what the hell man because he gave me my final shit and i was like dude that's like three dollars less than i was paying before and i had a brand new car mm-hmm. and he was like yeah uh brand new vehicles get a, a discount for three years wow like, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> damn man that's that's brutal especially now i've heard and i don't know if you experienced this that right now the fucking buying a used car market is somewhat like the buying a house market and that everything is ridiculously overpriced and not right oh yeah a friend of ours he went and uh, he checked because he has that 2019 car yeah. And uh, he went and checked to see what it, it, it's uh, valuing at. And it's more than he bought it for. Holy like, shit. He that's has like... he has a one year or a two year old car that has appreciated in value. That's not supposed to happen. No, that's like the fucking car version of discovering quantum uh, or fucking fusion or something. That has never happened. No, no. That <laughs> only fucking happens if your vehicle turns out to be a classic, you know, and you have it and it's old. You mean but, like the uh, 2016 Nissan Sentra R, like that classic car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. I'd say hold on to that one for 30 years. You might have a gym. <laughs> right. If the wheels don't fall off driving up to your place, I'll think about that. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, we had a, we had a decent OTR, right? That was yours, and it's something that maybe our listeners can help us with. Oh yeah, hit me with that. Uh, this was the one that you wrote, and uh, Off the Rip is, of course, the segment where we talk about shit that we came up with while we were high. Yeah, and it's a play on Off the Cuff. It's just, you know, take a rip, think a thought, plan the it. Discord, baby. And you yeah. can find that Discord link on our website at smokingokiespod.com. You know it, and we actually have people contributing in there now. We have two. One is from the fans, and one is from Blake. Um, starting with the one from you, Blake, because I'm curious about this, too how much do temps matter in a vape cart and more uh what temp do you listeners typically run your battery at yeah listeners let us know in discord or on instagram uh but for me personally it's uh shit i usually just run it hot like i figure out what the the high setting is whatever gives me the most vapor because for some reason i just like to see it you know (laughs) I'm a man that likes to see his work. And uh, so I like to see a bigger cloud. I don't know. 
somewhere in my mind it, it tells me yeah yeah you got what you were looking for you know so whatever setting gives me the bigger cloud is what i go for i personally prefer high temps when i think to use them like on my, my desktop vaporizer which is a whole different thing the airizer the higher the temperature you cook it at before you start burning it the more stonier the feeling is mm -hmm. and i just learned actually this morning that it's kind of the same idea with carts i guess um, I, I was digging around with one of these uh, red dirt batteries that the guys at Red Dirt Labs was nice enough to give us, were nice enough to give us. And um, if you click the button on it three times, it'll change colors. And I, I started smoking it now on the red, and this card is hitting so much better just because it's higher. Yeah, I didn't know. I actually didn't know they changed temps. So let's see what I'm hitting it at because that's what I've got my card on as well. One, two, my, three. Mine's red. Okay, so I just turned it green. One, two, three. Then it'll go blue. And then there's blue, so that's probably medium. And there's red. Okay, let's see. And another little fun hit tip will uh, you're on if you uh, a lot of these. Well, Blake is hitting this. A lot of these carts are the same way. If you hit the button once, it's just the normal pull. But if you hit it twice, it will preheat for like ten seconds, and you can just pull on it, and pass it around. It's kind of nice. Mm. Does this one do the preheat? Yeah, you just hit the button twice. Holy fuck! Man, I'm so stupid. I'm pretty dumb. And holy shit, I just didn't got a massive cloud. Wow. <coughs> Fuck. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh. Shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. Man, this thing's getting better and better. If you can find one of the Red Dirt Labs batteries, you should pick it up. It's pretty cool. Charges. Yeah. They, it comes with a little USB thing you screw it into, and you can plug it into a brick or in a computer or whatever. Uh, I don't know like, if they I don't know if they sell them or if they were promotional things because they were in those little cases. The case was my favorite. Well, the battery is my favorite part, but the case was cool too because it's like a cigarette case. It holds your charger and your battery and a little a little cart. You just put it in your pocket. Yeah, it's pretty <coughs> cool. I like it. I know there's a picture of it on Instagram, so check that out and check out Red Dirt Labs. They make good stuff. Yeah, well, that was a pretty good OTR. Now we got one from the listeners. Mm, this one's fresh. I haven't heard this one at all. I'm pulling it up now in the main channel because I'm not very good at finding shit like this. OTR ideas. Here we are. It is the OTR ideas channel in our discord. If you all are listening. So one of our mods and best contributors, Oh, Hey cutie was talking about how on one of Conan's last episodes, um, actually maybe the last episode, he smoked a joint with Seth Rogen, like on the air. And I saw this yeah. and thought it was very funny. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, Cutie says Jimmy Kimmel had a guest, uh, guest of his getting a job at a cannabis review site. Um, and he says, comparing Conan's bit, which is friendly people smoking and making jokes to Kimmel's where the stoner seems to be the butt of the joke. Um, I think the question that Cutie's asking here is, and I agree with him, is it time to kind of move away from that stereotype from the Kimmel show and, you know, maybe go to something more like Conan, who's just trying it and showing people that he's not freaking out? I'm going to pop this Kimmel thing now and see. Oh, I see. Uh, I can see just from the thumbnail. Sorry to talk over you, Blake. They've got Jimmy Kimmel and then some other dude who are both dressed nicely. And then the dispensary employee guy is wearing a tie-dye headband and T-shirt. I'm going to be honest. I uh, kind of spaced. <laughs> well, I didn't frame the question well because I saw uh, I, I, I I don't know. What was the question again? Uh, well, let me let me let me just put I guess it's more of a, a, an OTR statement. It was cool that Conan did that shit and not cool that uh, Jimmy Kimmel's still making dumb stoner jokes. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's more of a statement because I think everyone listening to the show would agree with that.
That's fair. So there's an OTR statement yeah. from OK Cutie. Yeah. So your statement's out there and we agree. And fuck you, oh. Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't have an opinion <laughs> before, but now I don't like you. I'm kidding. You know, speaking of fuck you shitheads, <laughs> um, this Olympic runner thing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I. this is total bullshit. Like everyone, everyone who listens to this podcast would agree with this, I would say. Like for one of the fastest women in the world to be, uh, to, to be denied entry into the Olympics for smoking pot, for consuming cannabis in a legal state, mind you. Right. What the fuck? Fuck you shithead to everyone who had a part in that decision. It's, it's a shitty situation for everybody involved. Um, it's one of those deals, in my opinion, I'm just busting in hot here, where weed should not be considered a performance-enhancing drug, and it should not be made illegal by the rules. But since they kind of got it, like, it sucks that she got busted and she shouldn't have been taken off. Like, she's obviously too talented a runner over some sweet. But then, like, the organization, on the other hand, is like, well, they broke the rules, so what do we do now? And it's just kind of shitty it really really sucks that this woman i'm gonna get her name instead of just calling her this woman like a total asshole well i don't have access to my keyboard right now so i'm gonna have to rely on you there we might want to restart this up anyway because it sounded like i was making it sound like her fault i'm not okay it's uh shikari richardson she got suspended for a month after that positive test for marijuana for those of you who haven't heard about it Mm. um and it's it's bullshit because i believe she got she got suspended under some performance enhancing drug rule which Weed's not gonna really the help. Are oh shit! Scary, <laughs> um, you know what I'm going with this. Weed is not going to help you like steroids yeah. would. Oh no, weed doesn't make you run faster. When has a pothead ever been accused of being fast at something, or diligent, I, or uh, you know, uh, fucking be full of a work ethic that an Olympian would need? You know, yeah. <laughs> and even if. If I'm running for like a race for some reason, which I would never run in a race, but if I'm running in a race and I find out the other dude who beat me was high during, which I doubt Shakari was getting high during the runs, <laughs> my immediate thought is not, well, I lost the race because that dude's stoned. Like it doesn't uh, work. Yeah, I can barely talk. Like when I get stoned, <laughs> like let alone, let alone like run fast. <laughs> I mean, I and can't like, run fast ever, but nor <laughs> <laughs> can I, man. I just fall over and clutch my no, chest. I, like I totally get like the point I think you were trying to make was it's at this weird point to where technically she broke a rule an established rule or something, but mm. also the way it's being applied is not, it, I think it deserves further review. And in this case, like, yeah, cannabis should be removed from the list of, you know, essentially it, it's a time where I think these rules need to be looked at and revised. And like, it sucks that it had to happen to, you know, like for me to like know her name prior to this goes to show that she's like bolt Usain levels of big simply because I don't watch running stuff and for it to happen to like the most prominent person really sucks. But if it's something where we can go from this and maybe get that rule fixed, that's like the next best thing to it not happening at all, I guess. Yeah. I guess really to, to get a lot, uh, you know, something changed, something like this has to happen. So hopefully it does get changed. And I really, uh, is it is she out like is she out or is I don't it know still kind of up in the air like could this be changed it says she got suspended for a month from the olympic team i don't know if that means that she faces anything more than that but that would i think allow her to still play in your play perform in the olympics then i believe I well i don't know when they are 
the rules of any of that because i'm not you know i'm not like i used to watch the olympics back in the day because we only had four channels and when the olympics were on that was you know on all of them so <laughs> uh but i don't i don't follow like athletes and stuff i mean yeah i don't i don't give a shit about the olympics at all you know but you hate yeah, to this, see a pothead get fucked with yeah no this popped obviously popped on my radar because of cannabis so you know i'm looking at it through that lens i don't know all the rules and everything i just i'm of the mind that <laughs> these are archaic rules and they need to be looked at i i'm sitting here trying to rack my brain at anything like any measurable competition where weed would be an enhancer to the point where it would make you know besides, an insane difference besides like eating competitions but even then i mean like those dudes aren't eating for the flavor and shit which is why you eat when you're high like, I know, but I, I know, but some strains, man. I swear, I'm a bottomless pit. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's that's a fair point. It, the the only other one I can kind of think of is like video games. But even then, if I'm like a professional gamer and I find out the dude on the other team who beat me is stoned, like good on him. Like I don't know. Yeah, because uh, it's hard. It's hard to find that that point with video games to where the you know the high is helping you. Uh, it's mm -hmm. definitely on games where there's not a lot of reading for me. Because if there's a lot of reading, I've got to reread stuff. And <laughs> I just like to get stoned and play fucking NBA, man. But I'm really good at it when I'm stoned. Uh, Wait, it's a performance enhancer. God damn it. I just proved myself wrong. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, well, hopefully it's a performance enhancer for our podcast because I don't even think I'm going to remember this by the time <laughs> you guys get here for the barbecue. Well, on that end, we probably should start preparing. Um, so maybe it's a good time to trail off here. Yeah. Well, we need to. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we, hey, listeners, guess what? We're leaving you to go party, but we're leaving you with uh, our friend, Uncle Dick. Our very good podcasting friend who came in and did a really great interview with us. Um, you know, you always have nerves before an interview and stuff, um, but this one went even better than I expected. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Like I said earlier, he and I nearly derail the conversation with <laughs> military talk. That's early in, but hey, hang with us because we get past it. All right. And we get back to the cannabis. But he has a, a podcast called the Bagseed Chronicles. He's based out of Oregon. Uh, his is a, more of a grow channel. Um, so definitely those of you that have been hitting us up for uh, grow advice, uh, like I said, I, I'm no expert, man. I, I can only tell you what I did, but this guy, he's he's way more knowledgeable than I am. And his stuff is more grow centric, plus some cannabis stories. So he definitely check him out wherever uh, you get your podcast, the Bagseed Chronicles. And on Instagram, it is uh, at uncle dig he also you can just call him uncle if you know him but only if you know him <laughs> uh yeah so check it out we had oh shit <laughs> I go punching my fucking mic anyway uh yeah check it out we had a lot of fun putting that together we had a lot of fun being on his show bringing him over on ours it was it was a good time man i was i'm always nervous before that shit but it ended up just being a hangout a good informal hangout, which is what we want here on the Smoking Okies podcasting advice and smoking weed podcast. The premier cannabis podcast of Oklahoma. Although uh, the cannabis hangout is pretty cool, too. We should shout them out, I guess. I mean, yeah, they are. <laughs> but 
damn it, Evan, we're trying to tenacious D this shit and just say we're the best. And to, so, you know, we got to brainwash people. Well, that's why we chose premiere because it's such a fucking, you can't pin it on that word. We're not qualifying anything. Yeah, I know. Right. The premiere cannabis podcast. That's like fucking going to Aldi and seeing that dented up can of peaches that says premium peaches on it. Not really. I love our podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're the rough cuts. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to get off here and go get ready for this party. Hey, everyone out there. We hope you had a wonderful 4th of July because uh, we're time travelers and you're going to hear this afterwards. So here's Uncle Dick. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down and sparking up with Uncle Dig. Uncle Dig is a home cultivator, army veteran, and the host of the Bagseed Chronicles podcast. If you need some grow tips or you just like cannabis stories, definitely give the Bagseed Chronicles uh, a listen. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast. Uncle Dig, thank you for joining us today. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful morning out here in Oregon, and it's not too hot yet. Oh, it is Lucky already man. too hot here. <laughs> I walked over to the gas station before we started this and I'm sweating my balls off. And it's like <laughs> right across the street. <laughs> well, we've already, well, I mean, the lead up to this, we probably already covered what we're smoking on and it might even be different than today. But since you weren't there for it, Dig, what are you smoking on today? I am smoking on some blueberry crossed with some sort of diesel that I picked up recently. Um, it's like, uh, it's like an indica leaning hybrid that I picked up at my local dispensary. It's not bad. It's really tasty. Right on. You usually don't smoke on your show, right? I think you hit him right when he was hitting, uh, <laughs> hitting his bomb. Worst no, time. I normally, uh, <laughs> normally don't smoke on my show, but I decided I'd smoke on y'all's to keep it in the tradition. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Let me take a hit of this. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> Granddaddy perp. <laughs> Oh, starting out hot here on the Smoking Okies interview. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that uh, brings me to my first question. Are y'all an explicit podcast? Yeah, you can guess. Yes. Awesome. Yes, we are. All right, cool. Oh, <laughs> that brings great. me to the first question. Do you remember the first time you smoked to that sweet, sweet Chiba? Well, I would not call the first Chiba I smoked sweet. <laughs> or I would, I, you know, honestly... It was, it was weed, but in name only, I was, I was probably, probably about 16 and that weed was a better dare commercial than, than a thousand (laughs) officers ever could have been, man. It was probably from Mexico. My buddy, right. Yeah. He was like, dude, you know what? teenagers it was so silly we gotta gotta smoke some weed all right well let's smoke we need some pizza so he got this highlighter that he had fashioned into a pipe so we're off to a great start so we've got this little sneak a tote thing and we go into his backyard and he pet packs in the I didn't know it at the time but looking back I have a distinct memory of the saddest brown frown ever being loaded into that pipe and it tasted <laughs> it tasted like I had picked up some like twigs from the backyard put put them in that little bowl and lit them on fire and I didn't get high I just got I just got Imagine hungry that. 
I just got hungry and I had a bad headache. So I ate a whole 16 inch pizza and then we decided <laughs> that weed was bullshit. And then we were going to robo trip that night. So, Oh no, oh, man. <laughs> that, that matches my story on so many levels. I think I told this on the last episode. I won't, I won't share my robo tripping stories cause that's my personal embarrassment, but uh, the, the, the actual uh, weed smoking. Yeah. I, it was so bad. I thought that weed was bullshit and everybody was faking it. Every like, yeah, I grew up in Texas and I had weed twice in high school and that weed did a better job convincing me to not risk my military career and try smoking again. Better <laughs> than any anti-drug. It was so bad. It was oh. garbage. Uh, that brings up a question because I know uh, in my military, I was only in for four years, but over that four years, I had been offered so many drugs, a lot of weed and a lot of coke, as it seems. Um, and no, I never, I never gave it. I never tried it while I was, you know, in the military, but I was wondering if you had the same thing, like you go out party and just offer drugs left and right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. But see, when I was in the military, like every, 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 everybody, I was in an infantry unit. So everybody drank too much or had yeah, same a bad here. habit. I mean, I mean, there were guys that didn't drink, but they were unique because they didn't drink or they didn't smoke or they didn't dip. Like if they didn't do any legal legal like intoxicants at all we'd look at them like well weirdo yeah this guy like just raw dog in life what the hell like like, and um and uh so um so it was a very it was already a culture of excessive you know drug intake and then because of the prohibition on on illegal street drugs and because they actually did drug test us Mm. fairly frequently and without warning cocaine and meth were more popular than uh than uh cannabis because cannabis you know you smoke it once you you could pop hot for it two or three weeks later whereas Mm. you do Mm. if i do coke tonight i'm fine on monday right yeah that brings me to another thing there were a few people in my uh in my unit, I was in an infantry battalion as well, but I was a pogue. I was a radio operator. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a pogue as well. And uh, we were deploying to Ramadi that year. And, you know, we go on our leave block, come back, and we had a couple of guys piss hot for cocaine. And that tells me those motherfuckers were probably trying to get out of the deployment. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it backfired on him our our company commander came out he's like usually there's no drug t- uh zero tolerance drug policy but he's like i know what you were doing you're still going with us and you're getting all the shit jobs you know you're going to be the one stirring the fucking the the burning shit and all that stuff so so, did they, so let me ask you a question and he did busted them those, down did they let those guys stay in after the deployment they did they did see that's that's very nice of your unit my unit deployed a couple of those guys and then kicked them out after making them go on a deployment oh that is dirty oh wow right. yeah it was dark like so a lot of what like a lot of like like my like a lot of my real like anti-authoritarian bent is based on how i saw some of the higher ups in the military treat people that got in trouble for drugs like if you're gonna kick mm-hmm. them out kick them out before you send them on deployment. Yeah, I mean that is kind of the punishment. Is well, that's what our battalion commander did. He made them do the shit jobs no one wanted to do while yeah, we were well, over they there. Yeah, they did these. They did and, to yeah. these guys too, and they still kicked. But them then out they still. Oh, that's well, that's kind of a double whammy there. Yeah, man. that's <laughs> fucked up. Well, it's like guys that get in trouble in the military and do their time in military prison, and then still have to pay the piper in the civilian world when they get out. Yeah. True. Very true. They go, they go straight into civilian prison after they get in military prison. Yeah, but that's something you know you're going into. Uh, yeah, all service enough. members know that once you swear into the UCMJ, you're held to two sets of laws. 
Man, I, I don't. I, I have don't trouble with going. If I had a saw, if I had seen it applied before I joined, I don't know if I would have signed those papers, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I might have the answer to this one, Uncle Dig, but uh, just or Uncle, I don't know. What do you prefer, Dig? I'm bad at this. You can you can say call me Uncle Dig. You can call me Dig. My co-host on the on the radio show I do calls me calls you, Dig. Calls you Dig, yeah. Okay, I should have went with that. Um, and I would also note, if you hear noise while I'm talking, it's because the Zoom multi-track can't pick up the contractors outside my house or can't not. So when I talk, it's, you might hear people talking with me. Sorry, listeners. Uh, that said, Dig, uh, what is your favorite method of intake? Is it smoking, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Smoking is my favorite. And, and honestly, if I'm being honest, my favorite favorite is joints. I want it to be bombs. Uh-huh, I, if, I could, if I could magically point a wand at my brain and be like, you prefer bombs i would because they're more efficient and honestly i think they're probably better like long term for your health and stuff the papers definitely don't stuff, get yeah. stuff yeah yeah but god lee just just rolling up a joint by hand putting the crutch in lighting it up and watching that smoke curl there's just something like so so perfect about a joint and i don't smoke cigarettes anymore so that's really the only way i even remotely scratch that itch is with the weed that's that's cool and that's actually i plan on taking your advice i keep saying i'm going to quit before i'm 40 smoking tobacco using your joint method if i can so i'm looking forward to being very high if i have the weed to do that um i I think i think we're close to being in the same boat as far as the intake method i love bongs but it's for the efficiency when it comes to the flavor and the full relaxation there's nothing that beats a joint i agree agree with that (laughs) yeah bong snapping being a close second like i love a snap Oh, bongs are definitely close segment. That's that's how I prefer to do it, but not for the flavor or anything. The it's just for efficiency. Like, yeah, if you oh, you give me a pile like a giant pile of weed, the first thing I'm doing with it is putting it in, some of it in a joint. It's not going into a bong. <laughs> it's not. It's the first thing. It's it's those papers are coming out. Those one gram king size papers uh, with a long oh, crutch. Yeah. Man, I can't roll with a shit. So I respect somebody who not only uses doesn't use cones like I do. I have to cheat, but can also roll a big like gram joint. It's completely beyond me. I've been trying for going on 20 years now, and I I just I can't fucking do it. You gotta you gotta watch Wiz Khalifa on a hot tub on YouTube. (laughs) Go on YouTube and just or even Google, type in Wiz Khalifa teaches me how to roll a joint in a hot tub. The video will (laughs) pop up. I'm telling you, it's, it helped me transfer from rolling uh, cigarettes to rolling uh, joints. It helped me make the jump. Maybe it'll do something in your brain, too. He does a really good job of explaining how to, like, cheat a little bit when you first get rolling. Right on. Good to know, because I, I, I am trash at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a question that you asked us, Dig, here uh, whenever we were on your show. Uh, I guess it would be about two weeks ago by the time this airs. And now I finally get to turn it back around on you. What is an eighth cost over there? Okay, so first of all, like I'm not buying top shelf weed. Most of the best weed I smoke, I'm I'm smoking is that I grow myself. So right. I generally buy like mids, top tier mids, and that's usually where I stay. Every right. once in a while, I'll go low mids or even like bottom shelf if it looks good. And you can find some really good stuff oh, uh, you know, on the yeah, bottom you shelf if you if especially if you get to smell it, you can. You can really feel like you're cheating the dispensary. Trust me, you're not. They're making their money, but they're going to be fine. But generally, I pay about $25 for solid mids for an eighth. Right on. Um, nice, but nice. something that you want to keep in mind, I don't know about how the industry is there, is like I'm never paying full price. I've got a medical card, so I'm not paying taxes. Uh, and then I've got a military discount. I get a veteran discount. Every dispensary that I go to offers a 10% medical discount. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, veteran cool. veteran discount. 
Yeah. Um, and there's one in town um, that doesn't, and I don't go there. <laughs> but all the other ones do. <laughs> yeah, when we cover the prices on our show, we generally just go with whatever they have posted for the general public. That way, you know, if because I also have some discounts and stuff. Yeah, he's got like events, but uh, but um, that way it's just a pleasant surprise when our listeners with those exemptions go in. Yeah, definitely <laughs> 25, 25 to thirty for a solid eighth. If you're paying anywhere from twenty five to thirty, it it should taste good. It shouldn't be super harsh. It should be a solid smoke. It mm-hmm. may not. It may not like be like it may not crack the heavens. Right but it may not blow your tits out your ass if you will right right but it's it's gonna it's gonna do what you need it to do now if you get up into that 35 dollar range you're going into the top shelf and if you pay that much for weed out here and it doesn't if you're not excited when you exhale uh you should be mad at that dispensary Um, when i when i say like excited that you exhale like the last like 40 dollar or 45 dollar eighth i bought it was a Skittles eighth. And when uh-huh. I exhaled, it tasted like I just like crunched into a giant mouthful of Skittles. Oh, that's wow. Like, like it literally tasted like, like Skittles flavored weed still, but like Skittles, like I was like, holy, that's why they call Skittles Skittles. So if it doesn't do that for you, then, mm-hmm. then you're not getting the true top shelf experience. It's out there. There's amazing stuff out here. You just kind of have to pay for it or grow it yourself. yourself, Growing growing it yourself is the quickest way to get top shelf bud for bottom shelf prices. The first year I grew weed, I did really well. I got had beginner's luck. I Mm. I have a theory that the bugs don't find you your first year, (laughs) but I, uh, I grew a pound of weed on two plants. Oh shit. And, and, and it was better than anything I could buy. And that also someone a, a local person here was very nice enough to give me a clone, uh, a, a thin mint Girl Scout cookies clone Ooh, as, a ha- as a housewarming present. And it was some of the best green weed uh-huh. I've ever smoked. So good. It, well, that, that gives me an idea here. Hey, listeners, I'm buying a house soon, so uh, I'll need some <laughs> housewarming <laughs> presents. I wouldn't turn down some clothes. <laughs> Seeds, whatever. I am not moving, but I will take free shit. Bucking. I'm looking at this now. I don't know why I just said bucking. I'm, I took a hash cap, like I timed it so I would start getting high around the time we started recording. And I think the plan has succeeded too much. Yeah. Well, oh, I, see, that's yeah. good, though. That's good. That's, that's good for the listener. They get, they get, they get the full range. You yeah, all have, I was, uh, oh, go ahead. I was, I was sober coming into this. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good now. I wanted to ask uh, a question I wanted to get to was, how does cannabis help you in your everyday life? Because, I mean, first, it is fun, but we use it as a medicine first and foremost. It's kind of a panacea for me. Um, it, does a, it does a lot of different things for me. And it kind of depends on, you know, what dur- dur- the t- part of the day I need it for. But honestly, the biggest things is it, it decreases my uh, hypervigilance. I have PTSD and I, I tend to not be able to focus on anything because I'm so worried about what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Um, it cut, it cuts through that fog a little bit. It soothes my chronic pain. I've got uh, anybody who's ever humped a ruck for more than a couple of years, you know, knees. Oh, back. Yes. So, 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 so I've got all those issues as well. I've got uh, disc problems in my back, my shoulders mm-hmm. messed up. I mean, I could, I could go into it. We have all have a list from top to bottom that we have. Right. So yeah. um, I've got all that stuff going on. Uh, my knees are kind of messed up one more than 
the other. And it just kind of, it gets, I feel like almost when I smoke, it like gets into my joints and helps the synovial fluid get in there and, and lessen some of my arthritic stuff that's starting to happen. So I, I, I just, it, it generally helps with those two main conditions, right? Hypervigilance. And then at night I have trouble sleeping and, and cannabis in a lot of ways has helped me deal with that as well. So sleep, chronic pain and symptoms of PTSD is how it helps me the most. I would say you and I are very similar on that. And I would say a lot of veterans out there are going to be very similar on that, especially those that spent time in infantry battalions. That's yeah, I, I, was kinda, I would agree with you. Uh, I was uh, kind of chuckling at. I've heard that story a lot too. And I'm not even in the military or connected to it. Yeah, because I, I love, I know, I'm sure, Dig, you've seen the meme uh, where it just shows a service <laughs> member with a giant rucksack on and it says, the VA's determined that, uh, you know, military service, you know, they've denied your knee claim or some shit like that. But it's like the rucksacks maybe three times as big as the the soldier carrying it. I remember when I uh, when I hurt my 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 knee that gives me the most trouble. I was actually doing doing a ruck march when it when it first started having issues. Yeah. Oh man, that's. I think the the worst, the longest one we did, which wasn't even the worst, actually, the worst one I ever did was only seven miles long. But uh, we did one uh, that was 38 miles long, man. Ugh. That's a long one. The longest we ever did. And I thought I was hoping you were going to say like, like 20 miles, but no, you went with 38. No. So we did, we would do periodically, like, I think it was like. It was on the training schedule. I don't know if they had a goal. I feel like we did it like once every third of a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the S3 had in mind. We did but, it for uh, a workup for a, a for a Westpac tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, we just, uh, we were, we would do it periodically while we we're training up to go to first Iraq and they changed our orders to Afghanistan, but uh, we would do it periodically. We would do this long, like overnight tactical 20 mile ruck march. Uh, and it Whoa. was... It was actually, and a lot of people worry about a ruck march being too fast. This one, because it was tactical, was painfully slow. slow. Yeah. It took oh, nine no. hours. Uh, <clears throat> ours, ours took a, I mean, I don't, you're probably similar, you know, line up at the armory at 0300 and wait till about 05 to, you know, step off. But, uh, yeah, ours took all all day. I, I think it was dark. Yeah, I want to say it was like around six or seven p.m. when we got back. We started that, that thirty-eight mile. I know the Marine Corps usually goes at a three mile per hour pace, and we stop like every hour for water. Yeah, yeah. Ours was a bit different. Ours was, I think, at a much slower pace than y'all's. We were doing. <laughs> um, we were we were pretending like it was a tactical movement. Yeah. So we waited until it was like. 7 p.m. We formed up and we started walking like as the sun was going down. Uh huh. It was it was a drag. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how to segue from old ah. military stories. <laughs> but he was out of the old military and into the new. Um, I've had an experience or into the weed. I've had an experience this week that made me really question, in some regards, and I won't go into detail, the safety of cannabis in certain contexts. Um, and it has a whole cautionary tale behind it that I'm going to save for the main podcast. Um. On that note, do you, Dig, have any cautionary tales or advice for a new user so they don't end up scaring themselves away from cannabis? Uh, yeah, don't fucking eat it. Look, 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 edibles have a place, right? And eventually, In my belly. <laughs> on a long enough timeline, all of us are going to have to like 
probably decide, you know, even Willie Nelson stopped smoking and does edibles now, right? That's Respect what I read. Respect to Willie Nelson. Right. So like, so like on a long enough timeline, right? Like eventually we're probably all going to have to quit smoking, but that doesn't mean we have to quit consuming weed. But as a beginner, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I know smoking's not super accessible, right? I know that it's kind of grody to people who aren't part of the culture and it can make you cough and it can kind of hurt your lungs. But, but the high is just so much more manageable and it's, it's, it's just, it's easier in the long run. So vapes kind of, I feel like bridge this gap, right? Yes. And I, and I, I don't like vapes personally. Nor do I. I feel I like there's the high, something missing. Yes. I feel like there's something missing and I feel like the high wears off too quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That would, that would be perfect for a beginner. You know, it's yeah. interesting you bring that up. I, I might have told this story on the podcast before, but like one of the very first times I started smoking cannabis after a very long break from it, uh, I drove to Illinois from Indiana to buy it because it was legal there and I got a vape pen. And I thought being experienced in lots of other substances, okay, what the fuck? I'll just, I'll take a hit in the parking lot before I drive. No big deal. It's just a hit off a vape pen. And I got in the car and I didn't get like two miles down the road. And I was talking to my wife. I was like, hey, you have to drive. This is too much. And I think that's the one and only time a vape card has ever fucked me up that bad. But it so destroyed I, me. Right. What I would say is here's what I reckon. Here's, here's the recommendation, right? The first time you smoke cannabis, if you are controlling all parameters, right? You do want to smoke. You want to take it through your lungs. Eating it is hit or miss. You may have such a bad time. You'll never do it again. And I have many friends that to this day will not smoke cannabis because mm. someone gave them a brownie from Gaia herself <laughs> and stank into, into their own version of personal hell, experienced ego death. And on the other side of it, every time the word cannabis is mentioned, they're like ass puckers. So like, <laughs> So like, I don't want that to happen to people. No, I do um, not either. I got close to that. And I told the story on a past podcast, but I was freaked out and scared away from cannabis for about 10 years. So, so smoke a nice two to one CBD, right? A C- mm. So it's going to have two CBD to one THC, have two hits, wait 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then see how you feel. And if you still feel like you want more, take one more hit wait 30 minutes. I think you'll be where you want to go if it's your first time. And if you're not high from that, then maybe next time try something a little bit stronger. That's a more traditional strain, but I, I would buying rather cards from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't buy, don't buy, don't buy shady carts. Don't buy. I would, shady yeah, carts. I would agree. I'd say for beginners, take a puff, maybe two. If you're going full THC, one puff and, uh, just sit back for 10, 15 minutes, watch some cartoons or whatever and see what happens. I would definitely advise, you know, do it when you don't have anything going on safe mm-hmm. place. You know, people, people can take cannabis lightly. It is a very mild psychedelic, but it is mm. a psychedelic. So you need to treat it with a little bit of respect. The first time you dance with old Mary Jane, right? Don't step <laughs> on her feet. Yeah. Be nice to her. And she, cause she'll step back. Which <laughs> leads me into another question. What's a, a good practice you don't see enough people following like um in the garden or or smoking uh, how about both yeah okay in the garden get up get up and do it early in the morning i there it's the best time to do it if you're gonna water it do it in the early morning if you're gonna look for stuff a lot of stuff is active 
really active first thing in the morning. Also, it's humid. You're going to see pests that usually are in, inside the buds on the outside of the buds to escape that excess moisture inside the buds. Uh. So early in the morning, get your ass up if you're going to grow weed outside. At like 5.30 to like 6.30, you know, 7's fine, but 8, 8 a.m. is getting a little late, uh-huh. right? And 9 a.m., you, you might as well go out there at, at 10 a.m. I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but 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 early in the morning's where it's at as far as like, you know, scouting for pests, watering, all that stuff. You should check your plants other times during the day, but if you can only check them once, check Do them early then. in the morning. Um. Now, I would also say with smoking, give it 15 minutes, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, like in general. You're, you're right. Now that I think about it, no one ever, because your sense of time kind of gets fucked up too. Mm. And uh, uh, with some strains, especially, and I've seen beginners take a puff and then I think they think 15 minutes has gone by, but it hasn't. <laughs> and then they hit it again and <laughs> time Look. dilation strikes again. I'm a stoner. I live by the timer in my phone. It's the only way I can cook or, or, <laughs> or do a lot of things. So no Bombs. one is going to get, no one's going to get mad at you if you hit, hit the bong and then you start a 15 minute timer on your phone. Yeah. Totally. They're going to forget you did it. So when it goes off, it's going to scare them. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be fine. How long have you been a part of Oregon's cannabis scene? So, I mean, depending on how you look at it, right? So I started uh, trimming on a very, 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 very small um, a medical farm. Um, I believe in, I want to say like probably fall of 2014, right? So I haven't been around as long as a lot of people have, but I've been around mm-hmm. along some, but I wasn't, you know, it was, it was mostly just working for other people in their home grows. Um, to, to, to different scales, depending on what they were doing with the finished product and how many cards they had. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people grow for several people in their family. At least that's how it was in, in, in the old medical days. Like you might grow for your wife and your other, and your brothers in law. Oh, like, yeah. So like you might have a guy might be growing 48 plants and he's like growing for a whole clan. You feel me? Yeah. Um, almost like that. And then, you know, I, I didn't run into this too much, but I know a lot of people, you know, were, were diverting and doing stuff like that. And so they had huge crops. There's a lot of different reasons to grow a lot of weed. If you're doing edibles, I mean, people don't realize you can burn through an ounce, a batch. <laughs> it goes real quick. I mean, it's, yeah. you, can, you can burn through weed quicker or with edibles sometimes than anything else. Cause you just, you have to, you have to use so much to do an infusion. Yep. Um, so I would, I would caution people like you know who who look at people who pull six pounds out of their garden if they make edibles or even if they smoke and share that's that's gone in less than a year like it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't go as far as maybe you think it does it, when you're when you're first starting it really goes a long way oh yes yes this is definitely something that gets more expensive the longer you do it because that tolerance man it builds and builds she's a tricky bitch that tolerance Um, but I mean, when you're growing at home, especially outdoor, and if you get decent yields, I mean, the first, the first year I grew two plants, I got a pound and my price per gram was two cents for growing it. So, wow. Did you, uh, was that a tent grow or did you do it outside? No, I just did it outside. I grew one in the ground with some, uh, like I had some happy frog soil mixed with some native Uh soil. And then the other one I was, I did in a smart pot, but I didn't know that I needed to trellis it. So it, the buds didn't get as big because I oh. it wasn't supported at all. Still was good, 
but the buds were a little bit smaller because when you don't travel and you don't have to really trellis it a lot but if you trellis it a little bit more the buds like the stems don't have to like get as beefy to hold the buds up so a lot of the energy will go to the buds instead okay so and even just a little bit of trellising can amplify that effect your plant can still mostly be supporting itself and only kind of be in like a like a bendy hoop and it'll still have that effect Cool. and uh when you mentioned trellising you're talking about like the screen of green is how i like that sort of method or no trellising i just mean any way of of holding the plant up or or like so so when i say trellis well and see and i'm using trellising in the traditional in the traditional gardening parlance like tomatoes yeah, yeah, so like the 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 string that I have holding up my peas out front is a technically a trellis. The 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 strings that I have tied around stakes that are wrapped around my cannabis in like a a flexible hoop house are trellises. I see. So anything the, to support the plant to let yeah, it allow I, I the energy it, to I go call into. It trellising, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Something interesting that I, I I heard you mention just kind of as a part of the story you were just telling, talking about people growing for whole clans of families. Is this just like a, a, an artifact of the way Oregon's medical laws work? Yeah, well, it was all, it was an artifact of the way they used to work, right? So now if you have more than 12 plants, which is two medical cards, right, for one grower, you have to report to OMMP. And I think if you grow more than like if you grow like 18 or 24, you have to um, report to a metric. I'm not sure on that, but the reporting requirement goes off and there's more like real world scrutiny on you. And a lot of cannabis growers are very private people. So they yeah. just generally don't want the state sniffing around their garden, telling them what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's a very independent culture, even if they're not up to, up to anything they just don't want they just don't want people on their land which i think everyone can kind of because that's what people got to realize you know people who are growing even if they're farmers a lot of times they're doing it next to their house like that's how farming works so like you got to keep that in mind when you're talking about uh, farming regulations you're trying to legislate people's homesteads man that's a that's a thing that's a that's a yeah so so with medical growing and growing for personal use you uh, in oregon there are separate licenses for consumption and growing. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, so there's a medical patient card, right? Okay. So if you get this and this is just a medical program, like you can grow four, just, mm-hmm. just no for the hell of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, so you could move to here to Oregon mm-hmm. right now, buy a house, put four smart pots and grow, you know, in your backyard and grow four plants. And there wouldn't be any problem. No, no one can say shit to you unless you're in a town that has like outdoor grow bands and you'll do your okay. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, different, you know, down like to the townships sort of things here. Yeah, there's uh I know one in southern Oregon that doesn't like outdoor cultivation is Medford. Mm. I think they tried to pass a ban up in Grants Pass at the north end of the valley, but um, no one they didn't let them. The people were like, "No." That's good. We'll do what we want. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, so a patient, they can grow four. Uh, no, anybody can grow four. A patient four. can grow oh. six. Oh, okay. cool. Okay. So now here's where it gets interesting. So if you get a grower card, you can, you can start taking on those patient cards, right? So I am a grower card and I, I'm a grower oh, and I only grow okay. for myself, mm-hmm. but let's say there was a person down the street and they, they said that only the weed, like whatever they needed me to grow it specifically for uh-huh. whatever reason. 
then I would take their card. Now I would have two cards. I would have 12 plants, right? On my oh. one grower card. Oh, I see. So now it... I have to report to OMMP mm. and tell them every month, like, this is how much I produce. This is how much I have in my canopy, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I send them off a little report. That's not metric. Metric's way yeah. more complicated. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a monthly report to OMMP. This now is essentially like a co-op that reports right. in. Now, now here's what's crazy. Let's say I take on another card. Let's say I have three cards now. Mm. Now, now I now all of this I can transfer my excess to a medical dispensary, of which I think there are only three left in the state. Holy um, shit. So that's remember what I told y'all about yeah. letting rec take over for medical. It's a bad deal. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I wanted to I was thinking more on that just to clarify my point, which was on your show. So listeners, um, we were talking about he asked us a uh, question what we would like to see in five years. And I mentioned perhaps um, a recreational tax just right. added to our system. Like I don't want anything to change. I want the industry to stay exactly as it is. It would essentially just be a tax stamp for medical users. So basically <laughs> you keep the, the, all the infrastructure the same. Yes. And you let people say I'm recreational. So you have to charge me the extra tax. And then all you guys get an extra stamp card, car, like a, a, the card, like is a, Tamp stack. Yes, tax, that's what I'm saying. Right. Stamp that says you don't have to pay the tax. Everyone else does. Perfect. Yeah, that's what, you, that's what Illinois does. I think it's like 17% or something like that. Anyway, sorry. Oh, let's not get started on Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the Illinois listeners. But, yeah, I know you. <laughs> but your cautionary tale of letting the rec and medical industry split. That's what we're getting to, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, it, it, just, I would I would say this like I am hesitant um, to let a, a med rec split happen in any state it hasn't already happened mm -hmm. like like just like I'm hesitant to actually do like you know proper Soviet communism because it didn't work the first time <laughs> and in theory it's great in theory it sounds good you write up all this legislation everyone says it's gonna work but then. Then, then Stalin comes along and kills Lenin, and it, 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 it all it all it all goes to crap every time. And then next thing you know, you got you know people are killing people with glasses in Cambodia. It, it, it makes it, it's it doesn't work out. Well, I hope we don't end up with that here. We don't need the Khmer Rouge. Yeah, we talk. We we brag a lot about our system here, and I I hope we can continue to do that going forward. It always seems to surprise people when we bring it up, how good it is. And, you know, talking to people from other states like you dig or really anybody, it seems like, you know, there are states that are certainly like on the same level as Oklahoma. But as far as just a straight medical system, man, and I'm talking specifically from a patient's perspective, it's a pretty chill fucking place. And as of now, it's still kind of the Wild West because we there's no cap on commercial licenses. So we have like. I looked at the numbers last week, I think somewhere around 7,000 growers in the state <laughs> and 2,600 oh. dispensaries. So that's the big problem that they're trying to legislate out is that we have a huge surplus of product. No, stop it. Right. Stop it. Listen, well, listen, well, that's listen. what they say. That's what listen, they listen, say. Here's <laughs> what I'll tell you. All these, all these libertarian Republicans, right? Mm -hmm. Keep your hands off my guns and my piles of ammo and yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, someone's got a pile of green and it's a problem. I don't think so. I could take that that pile of cannabis, put it in a gun and shoot it at my head. And it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to hurt me. So I, I fail to see why it needs mm. to be more regulated than firearms or cars. 
it's oh, one of those I, things like with state by state it's like we have the rules so there has to be a line has always been my kind of stance on it and that's where uh, for instance we, we've been having issues with quote-unquote diversion from colorado uh here dispensaries getting stuff and basically making concentrates out of it and shit because it's you know easy to get into the system and make extra money and like i know it's not like oh well this weed's gonna kill people or it's even gonna hurt anybody you know it's just kind of stick with the rules because it's what we have until there's like a larger federal thing telling us how to do it i would uh, i would like to see the federal government not try to reinvent the wheel i think the best thing for the federal government to do is just kind of remove it from the controlled substances list and say yes yeah issue an apology yeah just deschedule that's all yeah, they need I, to do they don't because you know what? Trying to legalize it across the board is going to piss off Texas, and then Texas is going to want to start a stupid holy war over it. And then, like, just let the states figure it out. That's what y'all decided by not deciding. Y'all decided right. to let the states figure out by not deciding. So yeah. I don't really have any. I don't want the federal government to step in other than to 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 de to deschedule and to legalize. I don't want them to add any other legislations i know the more act has that stuff in there and i don't like that stuff but the more act's not going to pass because we've decided that the filibuster anyway let's not get into that yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, i don't even know i haven't read up on that stuff either so i'd be i wouldn't be able to speak to that I at hate, all i hate the procedural aspect of our democracy i want them to start hitting each other with sticks on the house <laughs> have, uh, what have you but, seen change over there for the better in oregon because the best of, thing about rec that that a lot of people don't really like to bring up, but the best thing about it is anybody, anybody doesn't matter if you know a grower or not, doesn't matter if you're cool with somebody or you know about like the medical system, anybody 21 or and over can get a decent like sack of weed, you know, medicine, you know, if they if you break your leg and they give you opiates and you want to pick up, you know, a pack of pre-rolls instead and just turn the opiates in an amnesty box down the road. You can do that here. You don't even have to ask your doctor's permission, right? You can yeah. stick the opiates in the cabinet. Maybe you need them. Maybe you don't. And you can go down and you could pick some granddaddy purple up and ride the tiger for a weekend while you heal up from your fall. That's an option. You, you can hurt yourself and go get medication, go get weed to help yourself. And, and no one's going to stop you. No one's going to harass you. No one's okay. going to, you know, it, it's, it, that's a beautiful thing. And that's one thing I will say that rec does, um, you know, from, from it, it removes the ability from the larger system to hassle you for your individual choice. Mm -hmm. And it increases access in the short term in small quantities. And what I mean by that patient access in, for large quantities of cannabis has suffered under rec. But for small quantities in the situation I've just described, that is easier. If you need a short term, like I need weed for a month while I'm hurting, mm -hmm. you can do. You don't have to ask anyone for permission. You, and that's nice. You can also recreate. You can go buy a joint and go on a hike and smoke a joint and, and it's fine. And, and that's how it always should have been. And that's one thing I'll say for rec is it, is it is it makes everything a little more freer and in this country i think that's something that should be celebrated most definitely would you say the changes that you mentioned and of course literally as soon as i start talking the buzzsaw comes on uh would you say the 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 changes to the medical system that you've outlined are like the worst thing that has changed about the system you have 
I would say that, that that's been a bad change, but I think there's been a general attitude. Um, there's been, people have been like kind of fleeing our medical system because it's, it's just a little too expensive, right? You have to pay a registration fee for your growth site. So that's, that's $200. You have to pay for the card. Um, even if you're a veteran, you have to pay a doctor to give you the recommendation, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people just have decided like, I'm just going to max out. I'm going to grow four and I'm going to try to grow them as big as possible. And then I'll have my medicine and I'll buy weed at the dispensary. And because they don't want to pay for the recommendation, you know, and this is another thing, you know, the one thing that would be nice about federal decrim is, and and the descheduling would be that I I wouldn't have to pay um, out of my pocket for a doctor to tell me something I already know. I could just have the VA doctor tell me, and then I could take that recommendation. It would save me almost 200 bucks. That's uh Yeah. Okay, I can see that. It's interesting to see. Like, the, the, it seems like in some ways y'all are very, very different from us, and in other ways you're you're quite similar. I guess it's all weed in the end. Our our medical system was set up before rec programs were really a thing. Right. I mean, I think it was set up. I wasn't here. I mean, it was set up. It's been a thing for. Let me look up when Oregon went medical, real quick, so I can tell you because this is it's important. Yeah, go for it. They were one of the earlier ones, I believe, right. just off my gut. I, I like, want to say they were right after California, weren't they? Well, it was California. 1998. It was wow. 90s. Okay, so I was right. It's been this way for 20 years. So you people got to remember, this is an old cockamamie system that people in the 90s were so excited. And here's another thing. 54.6 support percent wow. support in 1998. In yeah. So this is a... Mm. Oregon, in a lot of ways, I would say, is one of the more developed cannabis cultures as far as like people have been running around the hills with tons of weed and (laughs) people have a free attitude about it. And some individuals smoke more than you could ever imagine an individual would smoke. (laughs) And and I aspire to get there. (laughs) We will all be there one day. Um, But it. It it's so different it's hard to explain because like when i go to one of these places like even even when it was technically illegal and it was just decriminalized it was decriminalized right the whole time i've been here it's never been like an ounce or less has always been a ticket right on like as long as i've been here as long as i've ever been in oregon so i've never like when i go to texas i generally don't have weed on me because it's it's a different thing and here's what people need to realize weed becomes a different thing when it's legal. Oh yeah. When it's legal, it's not as scary. And, and yeah. it's a mild psychedelic. If you're worried about a cop. Oh yeah. And, yes. and, and beating you up and taking you to jail over a plant, it's not going to be as good a high when mm-hmm. that, when, when you're not worried about that anymore, it's so much more, even more of a beautiful medicine than it was before. And a lot of things, I think legalization is the best way to cure a paranoia in a weed strain. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a very, very smart point. We, we know somebody and I can't get into names, but they have anxiety issues and they lived in a totally not legal state. And since coming here and just waiting on their car, just knowing that it's decriminalized has been like seriously a huge quality of life improvement for them because worst case, big deal. It's a hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. That, and, that, oh, go ahead. And I will say, look, we all know that depending on who you are and where you are, the police, you know, are going to treat you how they're going to treat you regardless. 
but but taking mm. taking you know a reason for that course interaction with law enforcement to happen in the first place is better for everybody it just is yeah. um and especially when it's something that we we know now i'm not going to say it's harmless but it's mm. As far as herbal medicine, drugs, whatever you want to call weed, it's the safest. Oh yeah, yes. Of, of, of any, I mean, it, and, and I mean, we're talking. They were gonna. They were. They give people with the conditions I have. They give us, you know, uh, Xanax, SSRIs, oh. Xanax, yes. stuff like that. It's way more dangerous. And if I quit, if I quit smoking this weed for whatever reason tomorrow. The, the the very mild mild psychological withdrawal symptoms that I gonna I'm going to experience are not going to need to be medically managed. No, no, you're just gonna yeah. be shitty and not be able to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> now, to, yeah like to the, uh, I think oh, Randy from South Park really hit that one. Uh, he was like <laughs> off of weed for three days and he's like, oh, everything's just kind of annoying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, yes. Andy. Yeah. That. Uh, oh God. I I enjoyed that character arc so much. <laughs> oh, that's. My, he's. I think Randy's been my favorite character for a while now. They really pumped him. <laughs> he's a good. Oh, they knew what they Andy. had. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I have. I have a question that I've been waiting to ask, and it's not as as primarily a smoker. It might not be one that you can help with so much, but let's say I make it to Oregon for some reason. Um, and I really need an edible because I'm on edibles all day, every day. What brand do I need to check out as soon as I get there? So I'm actually not super up on, right on. Uh, on, on the edibles, but I That's would cool. say if I knew you were coming up, I'd make you some of my cannabis caramels. Oh yeah, man. Okay. So well, then I'll take that. There, there was this, there's this lady on YouTube that makes uh, she, I think she's up in Canada. She makes a bunch of, uh, of candy and stuff with cannabis. She's called diamond delight edibles. I don't know her. I just love her videos. Mm -hmm. And, and she, she's like this, like, like every man auntie kind of lady. And she teaches right. you how to make edibles. And then she taught me how to make caramels on YouTube. And I really enjoy making them. I made them like five times. I'm going to check that out. Cause I hear chocolates and caramels are some of the hardest stuff to make with, with oh, cannabis. Okay. Carm. Look, you're be ready to be in pain after you make them. <laughs> it's, it's an athletic endeavor. Cause you're, you're pulling candy. You have to stir it even. When oh it's, yeah. You got to pull like, that it, shit. And like, so it. I'm not, you don't, you're not pulling the caramel, you're stirring it, but you're doing yeah. the same thing and it's mm -hmm. molten sugar. So if you stop start stirring, cause you're tired, it's going to start boiling over and it's going to like burn you. So like, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's attack. Be careful. Candy. Be careful with candy. When you start making candy, like look, brownies are pretty, pretty standard, you know, but when you're dealing with candy, you can hurt yourself. Be careful. Cause if you get that, it'll burn you bad. I got even that gummy it. shit is like going from the, 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 the puller thing that I use into the mold is like magma. And like, if you yes. get an air bubble in there, it escapes and then the shit sprays out everywhere. Like I've gotten blisters from it before. Yeah. It's, it's hot. Like making, <laughs> making candy edibles can be a bit dangerous. So I'd recommend, you know, maybe taking it easy before you, before you start making them and they can take longer than you think. Sometimes you're going to be stern for half an hour. Yeah, it sounds very similar to my experience the, the fucking with the alcohol and burning it out. It's, I think the, <laughs> the, the, the big lesson is kind of like you said, unless you're making brownies out of butter, the whole process sucks, period. But the rewards with the candy is so much because you get candy and it's infused with cannabis. And if you make it at home, it always, 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 always tastes better than it does at the dispensary. 
Well, I, I, I don't know, man. There's a company out here called Justice Eats, and I can't even tell on most of their shit that they're active until they kick yeah. in. Like by taste, I mean, because uh, you can definitely tell in about a half hour after eating it. That's what makes the caramels so great. You're making them with infused butter, but mm. there's so much other sugary shit in there to cover it up, right? So <laughs> yeah. you've got you've got the brown sugar. You've got a half. Like, so usually I make them half and half. So if it requires like, um, I think it requires like a pound of butter, okay. a cup, a cup of butter, I think. So I use half oh, a cup, yeah. a half a cup of cannabis butter and a half a cup of regular butter. Because yeah. you need butter and to make caramel regardless. Right? Yeah, sure. And then I put that in and then the, the, all the, I think there's corn syrup and some other crap and mola um, molasses and i don't know a bunch of stuff you'd have to look at her video i i have it written down but and then you just heat it and stir it so it just becomes this morass so really the cannabis is actually a small part of it so if i make them right sometimes you can't taste it until you've almost swallowed it yeah right oh that's man. good though that little weedy taste lets you know that's like your little reassurance i don't mind a little bit of it that way you know well you're it's get like it's good. like hey buddy hey it I'm is here. in here it's yeah. in here <laughs> It's like, I'm here with you. Don't forget about me. But I don't make the caramels unless like someone's coming or like something special, because when I make them, uh, like I have a problem where I'll like eat them. Too like, ma- like too many of them, like you just pop them like candies. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Oh man, I got a sweet tooth. That's what I was thinking. I'd probably do that too. Cause I know when I have the tasty edibles, I'm like, ah. I was just wear off a little bit so I could eat that other cake pop, you know? Well, and it doesn't even, it doesn't even like, it doesn't even like fulfill any purpose. Right. I get so yeah. high. I just go to sleep. It's not yeah. even like, it's not even like I'm having fun. I'm like, Oh, I ate eight of my caramels. And now, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Okay, cool. That's now I'm going to wake up groggy, but, <laughs> uh, well, uh, do you, have? Do you know of any lesser known tools that you use when like smoking weed or even cooking? Like for instance, we've covered in the past a palette knife for like um, uh, with paint, what painters use or whatever is a great scoop for keef. And uh, like they're shaped just right to get that, all that keef out of your, uh, your catch and just drop it right in the bowl. Wonderful. And, uh, uh, and like a a pipe tool for uh, all sorts of shit. So I have used a pipe tool um, mm-hmm. and what I'm currently using is uh, a thing called a toker poker. <laughs> uh-huh. What's it's, that? It's a, it's a lighter case that has a little stainless steel nub on one end of it for you to pack your bowl. Yeah. And then it has a little stainless steel like poker thing that you could use to like, you know, poke at your bowl and then you can wrap it with hemp cord. It's kind of like, a little hipster Swiss army knife for stoners. I really enjoy uh, it. it. Yeah. That's it cool. sounds, it sounds like the pipe tool I have, but attached to a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is great because I usually need both of those things at the same time. Yeah. I lose all of my <laughs> equipment or I have all of my equipment immediately. It's perfect. Yeah. I've got a, well, it'd be me looking for all of my equipment most of the time and they'll be right next to my glasses. So well, I was panicking before we came on air today. I was like, where's my grinder? Where's my grinder? <laughs> I thought I left my prize tsunami grinder in a cabin in Medicine Park here in Oklahoma a couple of days ago. And I was like oh, distraught over it. No. Tsunami shit's getting harder and harder to find around here for whatever reason. But thank God I found it. 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with that brand. They they make glass a lot of the times. They're a company out of Michigan. I, I was buying their shit in Indiana, and I came over here. There's a head shop that carries them, so I've kept with it. But they make uh, grinders that have excellent keef catchers. They produce more keef, and I know it's all kind of bullshit because it's still you're smoking it either way. But if you get satisfaction from a giant keef puck, like the grinder's great for it. And then their bowls also, uh, Blake's a fan of their bowls too because they'll have like a magnifier so you can see what's in them and a glass screen. So yeah. those people that tell you that uh, keef catchers are bullshit, mm-hmm. Those people hate joy. Yeah. Yeah. I love my keep catcher, man. Well, I, I look, even if you don't press it into puck, there's some, there's something fun. I'm like, Oh, this is my last, last bowl of this strain. How do I church it up? Oh yeah. I've got this little mountain of keef in my keep catcher. And you take, you know, maybe you take a pinch or like a little, like a pipe tool, like you said, or a scoop or a palette knife or whatever you got lying around. You scoop a little bit out. My uh, keef catcher has a little plastic thing in it already in there. And I scoop it out. Oh, I hate put, those little things. I, 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 I don't them. care. I use them. I don't care. I'm, I, I, like I said, I'm pretty basic. I'll use it. Okay, cool. I gave it its thing. I'll use it. What I, I, I lose with? those immediately, though, because I don't keep them in there. I don't oh, like I do. Mine's gross. You don't want you. Yeah, you don't want to like serve yourself out of my key. You got to dig the, the thing out oh. of the key. And then you got to take it and I got to scrape the key off of it that okay. was on it. And then I. Then I kind of scrape it, and then, and then I serve myself with this thing. It's 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 not for company. It's for me. Fair, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, I've late, lately, I've just been saving all my keep, throwing it in a dram, and uh, throwing it in the freezer. And once the dram's full, I'm, I think I'm gonna either press it or make some farmer hash. Uh, depends on depends on if I have the equipment. Um, are you? Talking about just dry sift, or are you talking about like making the bubble hash? Uh, dry sift. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I want to try all of it uh, once <laughs> I start growing and I have access to large quantities of plants material. One of, my, so. <laughs> one, one of the people that lives near me, um, he uh, he used to, he periodically will give me like a little uh, hash puck. He makes a Ooh. bubble hash out on his farm. Periodically, mm. I'll run into him. He's like, "Hey, man, guess what?" I'm like, "What, man?" He's like. I made hash. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, Here, have some. And he'll he'll give me like a little piece. And of course, it'll take me like a month to smoke it all. But it's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't wait to make stuff like that and just sit outside. And oh man, can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. Oh, it'll be great. And eventually, uh, you know, hopefully, make my own pipe one day, like blow some glass or something. But that's that's on the that's on the distant horizon, I believe. Yeah, I saw a guy many years ago on, I'm going to date myself here on something awful. A guy kind of got famous on there by attempting to make a sandwich that he entirely made from scratch. And that went from like making the wheat to make the bread to raising the chicken and doing all that oh, shit. Oh, wow. And and now I'm kind of imagining a similar situation with you, Blake. <laughs> yeah, probably. So eventually. <laughs> well, I started well, gardening. Uh, in the way I do now, I was talking to my wife and I wanted to grow bread from scratch. Yeah. And she vetoed the idea. She's like, no, you're not growing a field of wheat on the front of our property. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dig, uh, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're, we're about hitting our the, the time where our listeners generally Start to tell drop. us to fuck off. So <laughs> if there is a... If there's anything you would like to say that you haven't gotten to say, um, go for it. And also, please, please plug the Bagseat Chronicles. 
All right, everybody. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Uncle Dig. If you want to send me an email for whatever reason, I'm uncledig4 at gmail.com. And if you want to listen to a podcast that's mostly about cannabis stories and grow tips, uh, tune in to the Bag Seed Chronicles with Uncle Dig wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Including Thanks Audible. That's so cool. Oh, sorry. Uh -huh. Please. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me, gentlemen. Smoke and Okies is Oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast, starring Evan Wade and Brandon Blake, brought to you by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. We want to talk about your business. Reach out to podcasts at smokinokiespod.com for commercial opportunities and more. And if you'd like to interact on a more personal level, get in touch with us at our website, smokinokiespod.com, and join the Discord for even more discussion. There's a big link there. You can't miss it. Smoke and Okies does not produce, provide, or sell cannabis products in any capacity. That includes buying weed for you. Seriously, fuck off with that shit.